0: Hi, I'm Rachel and I'm Anna and this is the creators chaos a podcast for creators by creators through engaging
1: thought-provoking conversations we empower you to embrace your unique self in the social
0: media scene in today's episode we're diving back into content trips sharing our favorite tips and tricks for creating smooth and authentic content while traveling but first let's get into our icebreaker of the day This week on The Creator's Chaos, our fail is not influencer-focused, it's social media-focused. You must be living under a rock if you haven't heard of this whole thing that's going on because it has affected every creator, it has affected every artist, it has affected the TikTok platform itself. We are talking about the UMG music removal from TikTok. It was crazy because I woke up that morning and I looked at my TikTok feed and I just had like all these little sound X's next to my videos. And that's happened before, you know, occasionally once or twice, but 20, 30 videos all at once. I was like, what's going on here? So let's lay into this, Anna, explain it. What's going on with the TikTok UMG music removal? If you don't know,
1: UMG stands for Universal Music Group, and basically a ton of huge artists are under this brand, including Taylor Swift and so many more, but it's everyone from Taylor Swift to small artists as well. And even though this may not impact Taylor Swift, it definitely is impacting smaller artists and any creator on TikTok. So that's what we're really going to focus on is the small creators, both in music industry and who use these types of content to create whatever they're producing on TikTok I had the exact same thing and it's really sad when you had a video that did really well and now it's muted it would have been a lot of work to like add all the music back so I just gave up I was like this is too too much work I think I only did it on a few videos until I realized it was gonna take like 50 years at that point point. and so with this music removal it's all muted you can't share these songs right now people are still editing like Taylor Swift's voice sound different and posting it However, I bet that's going to get cracked down on as well. But what we've noticed is that this is actually hurting like smaller music artists too. They've gone viral on TikTok. Their music was discovered through TikTok. I know I've discovered artists just from listening to music on TikTok. And now they're wondering how do they get back out there? Like They were having this great way of being able to connect with new fans and audience members. And it's just kind of gone.
0: Absolutely. You know, I love social media because it gives us the experience of things that we would never come across in our daily lives. And this is music. I spend mm, at least 30 hours a week listening to music like I'm listening to when I'm working on my content creation, when I'm teaching dance class. And I adore discovering new artists. Part of the reason I love to listen to music so much is because I don't listen to Taylor Swift a lot. I'm listening to, you know, this artist one day, that artist the next day. I'm really trying to build my repertoire of what's in my playlist and TikTok is a place many people go to for finding artists and it's really disappointing because like you said it may not affect Taylor Swift as much as it's affecting these smaller artists but it is affecting them in a negative way because they're not able to put their music out there to be discovered like we have been doing in the years past on TikTok and it's just insane to me that like two grown-up companies who have been around the block more than once are fighting like little children you're just hurting each other's platforms. So let's come up with a compromise that's not only going to support artists, it's also going to support creators on TikTok. I agree. And like I said, so many
1: creators started their journey, their musical journey through TikTok. So it's not just about artists. Like it really does go back to that idea of like content creating because that's where so many people get their start nowadays. And it's just this like petty little fight over really just pennies in all honesty, like when you break it down like how much it is. It's kind of crazy and like this could be worked out and the music I think should live on there, especially when artists want it on there. Like this is something that artists are upset about. And also for content creators, like I said, that kind of music part of the app almost goes away. I mean, obviously there's other, you know, artists that aren't under this group, but so many are. And I feel like it kind of makes TikTok less of a place that you're going to be going for music or creating
0: content that has music in it. I'm looking at it two different ways. And I think, A, it's dumb. And like, obviously, it's hurting everybody on the platform, especially those in the music industry or in the music niche. I will say, though, there is a slight positive that comes with this, where artists who aren't under labels are now being able to be shared a little bit more. And I feel like we are paying attention to those artists a little bit more. I was actually listening, doing my daily scroll through TikTok. And there was one of these artists who was like, and this is why I didn't sign with a label. And this is why I am doing independent music. So I kind of love that maybe we're straying away from using Taylor Swift's song in our video for the hundredth time. And we're going to actually learn about artists who aren't covered under UMG, but we should just have all the music library. And that's actually one of the most frustrating things is when I'm like, I love this song. I want to share it with my audience. And then I go to type it in and it's nope, no results. And that's sad. I feel like Spotify should be integrated into Instagram and TikTok because there's so many artists that are on Spotify that aren't at the level to have their music yet on TikTok or Instagram. And that's where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want to share this artist. I want to share the song with my audience. But it's hard to because they're not in the music library that's available. And I feel like I don't know if anybody else has heard of this. But like based off your profile, this is more on Instagram, different music is targeted to you. Because if you're a business creator, if you're a content creator, if you're an influencer, whatever, I think that is so silly because. I feel like music is such a crucial and critical part to the creative process that it should be embraced in the same way. You're right. We kind of get pigeonholed with our music. This is what you're going to get in. This is what
1: you're going to listen to. I know that this debate and everything with this has so many layers to it, so we want to hear what your thoughts are. Are you glad UMG removed the music? Do you want it back? What are your thoughts? Because there's just so many layers to it, and it'll be interesting to see how this shapes social media moving forward.
0: I'd also love to see what you predict. Is it going to come back? Are they going to stay at a standhold the whole time? Like you said, Anna, what's the future of music within social media? And will this be resolved? Or will we live in a Taylor Swift list TikTok? On today's episode, we are
1: talking all things content trips while you are actually taking the trip. We have a past episode where we talk about what to do prior to that trip, what that looks like, the planning. But today we want to talk about all things that go on during the trip because it's a whole nother layer of things you need to think about and be prepared for even if you did everything right leading up to the trip.
0: Even if you did everything right leading up to the trip. That is such a critical like statement for us to take away from this episode because Anna and I are planners. We are planners and we like to be organized but even us who are the organized girlies have so much trouble on content trips sometimes because there are so many things that happen that are out of our controls. So I love that we're talking about content trips like actually on the trip because they're a whole nother world than planning the trip. And also I love this episode because Anna and I just recently both went on content trips. Anna went to Belize, I went to Chicago and Anna leaves for another content trip on Thursday. So this is perfect timing for us to reevaluate what content trips are, what they look like, what's going to happen on this trip and be open minded when entering your trip rather than putting yourself in a box when you've done all this planning and organizing.
1: As I said, we have an episode previously, but just to go over, first of all, that episode is called Successful Content Trips 101, Who, What, Where, When. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode. But if you haven't, just a little recap, or you have and it's been a minute. A content trip can mean a few different things. It could be one that you are planning yourself, but you still you know, have all this content. Content that you're wanting to take. It could be a group trip that you're going with other creators and it also can be a sponsored trip. And those all look different and even throughout the trip itself, it's gonna look different, but I do believe that all of these tips are gonna help you no matter which category you're going on. I am actually leaving for a sponsored trip tomorrow. So this is really helpful for me to review because I am in the craze of packing and clothes everywhere right now. And this will
0: help me remember what I actually need to. To do while I'm on the trip, absolutely. And you know, even if you've been on a thousand content trips, you're always learning on these trips. Like it's so funny. I've taken a decent chunk of these, but when I went to Chicago this last time, it was the first time I've done like a city content trip with my husband, and that was a learning curve, let me tell you. Because it's not like Utah when we went, where we could get in the car, I could change in the car, I could drive here, we could do this there. No, it's like way different when you're in the city. So I love that we're nailing these points down. And like we said, Anna and I are still learning, you're still learning. And this is just for all of us to have the most successful and shall I say smooth processes while on your content trips.
1: So we are going to walk through what this content creation process looks like. And kind of that starts out with, how do you even decide when you're going to shoot, what you're going to shoot? Because even though you had an itinerary before, it can change drastically once you get there. And so the first thing I say is always keep an itinerary with you. Have it accessible, whether that's Google Docs, a hand notebook, I don't know. Figure out what works for you best because you need to have this itinerary accessible. And if you're being sponsored by a trip, they usually send you a big itinerary beforehand. Make sure you download that and so it's offline because it would be so stressful to be out and you're trying to figure out where you're going to go next and internet's down or you're in the middle of nowhere where there's nowhere to get self-service. So make sure everything is downloaded that you need to help you walk through the trip.
0: And one thing I want to just add about that is I personally love putting things in Google Calendar and I know Anna does too. So I will actually put, because I'm crazy like this, put each little activity, time, location, a Google map, link in there, like where am I going? How do I get there? How much time it's going to take from place to place? Things like that. So you can put all this information from your itinerary into Google Calendar, into a notes part of your app. But like you said, Anna, it's good to not only have this online, but also offline.
1: Basically where I like to start when it comes to a content trip is obviously I have this planned, I have everything packed but now i'm in the hotel it's the night before the first day of like the big shoot or the big part of the trip and that's when you really need to nail down and be prepared for the next day i always recommend to set out all of the clothes that you plan on using for the next day along with accessories making sure those camera batteries are charged this is really a good time to double check everything and have it laid out because when it's in your suitcase it can be a nightmare when we were in new York City. We had bags flying everywhere. It looked like it looked like Black Friday, essentially, like someone threw open the store. I'm just dying.
0: But you know, it's funny, because you went to New York right away. I went to Cartagena. And this was like Anna and my first content trip with each other. And the night before we're going to leave for a a 5am shoot the next day, we're both like comparing outfits like, Oh, do you think this dress for this location or this dress for this location? So actually, you know, I know it might not be fun to plan out the things the night before. But make it fun. Make it part of like the experience. It doesn't have to be so, oh my gosh, I have to pack my bag. I have to charge my camera. Look at it as like a fun bonding thing, especially if you're on a trip with another creative bestie. Go over outfits together. Plan shoes. We always share accessories. We're always like, oh, I have this hat. You need that for this dress. And your morning self will thank you. Your morning self will go, OMG, pass self. You are the bomb. You are the MVP. Trust me especially because you're usually doing
1: early morning shoots when you're out on these trips or you have an early day. Like no matter what, whether it's a shoot or an activity, there's always an early day involved. So the other tip I have is the night before is to double check the weather. Because even though we were checking the weather days before, weather's crazy and it can change last minute. So checking the day before or the night before is really helpful because if there is something crazy that's gonna go on, you have time to replant and figure out a new you know, activity or something that you may need to do if this is discussing with the sponsor that has you there. It gives you a lot of flexibility and time versus waking up the next day and it's a thunderstorm and all of your plans were outside. That's a lot more stressful to do it once again in the morning than it would have been the night before.
0: Checking weather is critical, which leads us to the next part, which I feel like is also critical too based on weather, is deciding what locations you're gonna shoot when Based off of the weather, based off the sun, also based off crowds. So, if you're trying to plan your itinerary and there are places you are like, I have to shoot here, like I have to shoot at the Met Steps if I'm visiting New York, I have to shoot at the Bean when I'm visiting Chicago, things like that. Those places get crowded and those places usually are not in a shaded area. They're usually out with the bursting sun beating down on you and you don't want those photos. I'm going to tell you from somebody who has taken those photos, you don't want them. So, do you yourself a favor and plan things that are like critical to your content creation process like photo locations that you have to get things like that plan those early you're gonna hate your alarm at two three in the morning but it is going to be worth it when you get home and your edits are gonna go so much smoother and you're not gonna have to retouch thousands of people out of your photos so I just as you're planning your itinerary photo locations plan the ones that are priority first and make sure that you have time and weather that is going to help you with that location rather than hurt you later. The priority aspect is so important, especially if you are on a
1: sponsored trip, because there's going to be things that you have to highlight that have to be included in your content according to your contract. So make sure those are the ones you're really planning, you're making sure that it's good weather, not busy. I always like to say, too, is if you have an activity that you're doing that is sponsored, get the content the moment you arrive at that activity because trust me, once you start the activity, it's a lot harder to get the content. You're gonna start looking like a mess depending on the content, your hair gets crazy. And it's just a lot easier when you arrive to be like, okay, I'm gonna get all the content I need for this activity. Then I get to experience the activity so I'm able to talk about it later. I don't like saving things till the end, especially when it's important and it's something that you have to show. So I always try to do things at the beginning because that's usually when it's best. And when you're feeling best is before, before you start the activity versus after.
0: My biggest problem with that is the fact that I get so wrapped up in activities, like I'm the most passionate. If it is immersive, I want my focus to be on that activity or on that event. And I often forget my creator self when that's happening. I'll forget to take content because I'm so wrapped up in the moment. So like you said, eat the frog first, take your content so that you know it's taken care of and you can really enjoy what you're doing. Because this is something Anna and I talk about a lot is the difference between documenting and still experiencing the thing you're documenting, which on content trips can be extremely hard because you want to shoot this, you want to explore that, you want to head to this location and sponsored trips is just as much chaos as you know, planning your own itinerary. So make sure that you create that content first so that you can actually share and enjoy what you're doing and be able to speak about it when you return from your trip. Now that we've
1: kind of covered how to prepare, when you should shoot, what do we do? when the challenges come up because there are so many challenges that can happen when we are on these trips.
0: My biggest piece of advice, and I know we're going to get into nitty gritties here pretty soon. My biggest piece of advice is don't let it affect you mentally, because that is where I always stray. Because I'm such a planner, if something happens that wrecks my plans, I am going to be in the worst mood of my entire life. And nobody wants to be like that on a content trip, especially because most of the time you're traveling with other people. So nobody wants you to be like this, you don't want to be like this. So really just remember that. There are things that happen that are out of your control. But what you can do is make the most of every situation. You're still on a freaking awesome trip. So don't let any little thing that happened deter from the objective of having a trip and experiencing a new place. That is such
1: a good reminder because when I first started out and first started content creation trips, I would get really bummed out if things didn't work out. If there was a canceled activity, if the photo I was trying to take was just awesome awful like I'm gonna be honest I was in a bad mood I would be upset I'd be like storming back to the hotel you know just in my own like bad mood and obviously my husband's just like well this sucks (laughs) we can do something else like there's always another you know opportunities a new activity there's always a new photo even to take like if the photo doesn't work out at the one spot there's always something else so I do love that before we even talk about what problems we just need to remember to have a good mindset So some of these issues that can come up obviously are weather as we've talked about and cancels Activities a lot of times those go hand in hand when I was in albuquerque on a trip We were supposed to go on the tramway But the wind was way too much and it actually got canceled twice because they moved it from the first day to the second Day and so we didn't end up getting to go and I remember being pretty bummed about it But I also just remembered that you know I had all these other activities to share and I will say a big tip Tip when you're on a trip is to capture stuff when you're doing it because if something gets canceled, you don't want to be counting on that one activity to be like the main focus when you get home. So if I would have said the tram's going to be the main focus and then I would have gotten home and had no content. So always make sure you are filming things, even if you don't think it's going to be the main focus because it could be if something gets canceled.
0: I did go on the tramway ride when I was in Albuquerque. I need to share this because you're like, well, ours got canceled Mine did not get canceled. Well, mine got canceled halfway through my tram experience (laughs) because we got to the restaurant. We were enjoying our appetizers. And I thought it was a joke. The guy comes over to the table and says, we got to send you down the mountain. Like we're having really bad storms and we got to evacuate the mountain. I thought he was joking. Girl, you know what? Count your blessings that you were not on that tram while it was windy. I thought I was going to die. I stood in the corner up against Steven, my husband. My head is buried in his shoulder going, we're going to survive, right? This is going to be fine. This is going to be fine. So I just had to share that sometimes canceled activities are saving your life. But weather is a huge one and canceled activities, you know, those go hand in hand together, especially because a lot of times weather is the cause of canceled activities. I always recommend having things that didn't make it into your itinerary in another spot that's like, oh, it's raining, it's pouring, we're not going to be able to eat dinner outside. Let me find a new restaurant from my list of things that I didn't have time to put into the itinerary or it's a gorgeous day outside. I actually would rather not go to a museum right now and I'd rather go to Navy Pier or something like that. So while you're making your itinerary, there are things you're going to want to do that you won't have time for. Don't forget about those. Put them in a separate place because pending on weather, pending on canceled activities, anything, you can go to that list and oh, here's a suitable substitution for what we're going to miss. The other problems I see come up a lot is travel delays.
1: May that be, you know, your airplane's gonna arrive late. So now you're once again missing things or things take way longer than expected. I know a lot of times we have these itineraries and they're set and then you start doing something and it always takes longer. I don't think I've ever traveled and something has taken shorter than I thought it would. It's always the opposite. Whether it's getting the photo, whether it's the experience, whether it's traffic, there is always something and is going to take longer. So just be prepared that things may take time. Be patient, especially if you have other things you're trying to get to, but still enjoy what you're doing without this feeling of, I have to rush to the next thing.
0: That's so critical because that was one of the biggest mistakes I made on our last trip to Chicago because we've been there before. So I'm like, we don't need that much time at X, Y, and Z. But we still like went over our budgeted time. So I always say add cushion time because A, you're just going to be better off. Your mentality is going to be better off your itinerary. And the people you're with are going to be happier because you're not pushing them to go to the next thing because usually it's the content creator who's like, we got a schedule. We got to stick to it. So I love that Anna always know it's going to take more time than you think. Now I think
1: what is probably the most exciting, but also the most nerve wracking parts of content trips are when you are going with other content creators, especially if you don't know them well ahead of time, because sometimes these content creation trips are set up in group forms and you don't really know the people that are gonna be there, maybe you know one. And it's really exciting to meet others. It's also really nerve wracking. So I think it's really important to get into the tips of how to interact with other creators plus the brands when you're actually on these trips.
0: It's a critical part of social media, networking with other people. And I love that trips bring people of similar niches, of completely different niches as well, and brings it together on a similar experience and a similar like love for traveling and exploring. I think that the number one tip for when you're working with other creators on these kinds of content trips is be able to help each other. Like know that most people usually take content with a partner usually take content with their friends, and that's not available to them on this trip. So being that person, being the tripod, offering to like fix somebody's hair, going, oh my god, girl, this is the shot. Hold on one second, I'm going to fix that little flyaway right? Oh my gosh, beautiful. Be a hype person for these people. You will make connections on these trips, and you will find besties out of these trips as we're sitting here talking, Anna and I, because I feel like our friendship really flourished after we traveled together for the first time. So always know that every person that's, on this trip is an opportunity to network is an opportunity for friendship is an opportunity and not a like comparison thing because I feel like that can be extremely hard on trips because you're like "Hmm, I have 7,000 followers and somebody on this trip has 120,000 followers I feel like I am not in the right place and I feel like I am not as good as I should be to be amongst these other creators but know that helping each other makes connections and fosters community in ways beyond whatever we can do as like a like or a comment or a follower number.
1: I would agree. You can put yourself in such a comparison spot when on these trips. I know when I went to Southwest, I was definitely comparing myself because pretty much everyone else had a lot more followers, especially on TikTok. All these people had this huge TikTok presence and I'm like, I don't really know TikTok. However, you know, getting involved in people's content, helping them out. I would also say like create group shots like that. I always love if you have this idea, be like, hey, let's all get in this photo together or this is a really cool video idea why don't we all jump in because the truth is everyone there is to create content this is a content trip and I think it just makes people feel better I know it makes me feel better when I'm included or someone's being really helpful so including them in content ideas fixing up their hair being a hype person all of that is so helpful and with that just be open for new friendships and conversations this is a time to network and to really connect with people that you don't you know ever get to connect with and because as content creators, a lot of times we don't get to have these open and honest conversations about what it's like to be an influencer. This is the perfect time. If you've been struggling with something or you want to talk about, you know, an influencer fail that's been going on, bring it up. This is a great time to connect and conversate about things that you typically don't get to.
0: Along with, you know, these conversations, being a hype person, taking people's content, tag people in your content. So if you've got stories to share of a clinking You've got stories to share of a group shot. One thing that we did when we went to Columbia with everybody is we made a big Google Drive all together. Every creator that was on this trip was invited to this Google Drive. And we dropped content because most of the time you've got content with other people who were on this trip. And you want to be able to share those photos and videos with each other because there are cute, adorable clips from Columbia that, you know, somebody took of me and now they're like my favorite video of myself. So, you know, take content of other people people, share content of each other, tag people in your content, because that's the way you're going to continue those lasting friendships that you made on the trip. Don't make them just like a one trip and done. We got to create community from these trips. So make sure that you're fostering that friendship into when you get back home. And I want to add an
1: asterisk. If you do have content of someone, make sure you get it to them. There's nothing more frustrating as a content creator when you know somebody got a really cool photo or video of you and you never get it. Like it's so frustrating and so sad. So just make sure you send it over. Trust me, it's going to make the person really happy. It's a great way to form a friendship. And it's just, you know, we all are going to feel better about it. So some other tips when we're moving on to brands, right? Because sometimes when you are on these trips, you are meeting with brands, meeting PR, you know, behind the screen finally, which is kind of terrifying sometimes where you're meeting people who may not be your direct, you know, brand contact, but they work with the brand. So you want to make sure you have a good relationship with everyone you're meeting on this trip.
0: Be the person you're online, like be that person online and offline. Don't have different personas for who you are online and who you are offline. Like we know in 2024, it's all about authenticity. Nothing's worse. And I know that next week's episode, Influencer Fail, kind of tails with this. But when you meet people in real life and they are nothing like the person they are online, it's actually kind of like devastating because you fall in love with a person's profile, a person's voice, a person's point of view, on a feed and obviously that doesn't give us the right to know everything about them as a human but what it is hard to do is this person who's posting on social media oh my god I'm going on this trip where I get to go with a hundred different creators and I'm so excited to meet each of them that's their story but then once you meet them in real life they're standoffish they don't want to be involved in the group they don't you know really interact with anybody else and that's just really sad so be yourself because that's going to attract not only the people who are on this trip but it's also going to attract the brands who you you're meeting and the, the connections and the networking that you're doing on this trip or PR agencies and whatnot, they're going to want to meet the person that they invited to this trip based off of their social media platform
1: a hundred percent and with that just always be kind you never know what people are going through i always love to find something to compliment about someone my mom always taught me this there is always somewhere to leave a compliment may it be a shoe a hairpiece anything really anything find room to leave a compliment this also goes for when you are at activities or a hotel if you are working with people you know the staff make sure you're really kind and complimentary to them i mean i've heard some really not great stories about some influencers and creators who go into these situations and kind of just act like Sharpay in a way, right? Like I am it and everything just needs to come to me. Like, don't be that person. Just honestly be kind, be yourself. Like that is what's gonna make long lasting impressions and people are gonna have good reviews about you. They're gonna wanna work with you again. And why would you wanna leave like a nasty taste in people's mouth anyways?
0: And people talk. So, you know, make sure that you're that person with everybody. I know it's exhausting on trips, but it's so much easier to be kind and have it be such a good positive reflection of you than to be negative or unkind and have that come and bite you back later.
1: I think this kind of blends into like the last topic I really wanted to get into for when you're on a trip, which is how do you ensure that the content you create during your trip reflects genuine experiences? Because it really does matter in the moment you're creating that content that it's going to feel genuine to your audience and to yourself when you get home.
0: It's a huge topic right now on social media, which I feel like it's been for the past year, the past two years is really showing up authentically and genuinely. And being like we said, like we were just talking about being the person online and offline, having that be the same kind of person. And it can be difficult when you're on trips because trips don't always go the way they look. They go in pictures and reels, if that makes sense. You know, you post this beautiful content after, but they didn't see you crying all the way there to the location because of X, Y, and Z. So I say, you know, it's a hard line to draw versus being on a sponsored trip versus being on just a trip you've planned. yourself. A group trip, like this can kind of like change depending on the type of trip that you're on because if you're posting sponsored content, you owe the brand, you owe the PR agency really awesome content that you've shared. Obviously, you don't want to be faking your content, but there's just positive ways to share things. And when you're on sponsored trips, it becomes a little bit more gray in that kind of aspect. But when you're just taking a trip for yourself, share the restaurant that didn't hold up to your expectation because then you're going to save other content, girl who want to go to the same place, a trip to this location that wasn't worth their time. So be honest because you're not only inspiring people to go to this location, you're also helping them plan their itinerary and their trip for the next time around. And I
1: will say, even if you're on a sponsored trip, if something big does happen that you won't then later feel comfortable talking about, make sure you go and talk to the brand. I actually had a situation happen on a trip and I was like, you know, I'm not going to be comfortable sharing just this one aspect. Everything else was great is just one aspect that I wasn't going to be comfortable sharing because I had a pretty weird experience. And so I went to the brand. They totally understood. They were so comforting. They totally understood and even went and talked to that company themselves and whatnot. And they were like, you know, obviously do not post that because you did have that bad experience. And we wouldn't want you to post anything that doesn't feel authentic and doesn't reflect your genuine experience. But it's not like I went around in bad mouth, this company in any way you know I just shared all of the great other things because I loved everything else about the trip and I'm actually still working with this brand so just because something does happen doesn't mean you know all of a sudden they're gonna hate you just have an honest conversation but there is a line between you know okay service was a little slow that's not an issue right versus something that is a lot bigger so just know that you can go talk to the brand the person but make
0: sure you know what that level is always better to be over communicative than less communicative. I love that you were like, I actually took it to the brand and I took it to the people hosting me. And I just was really honest about it because rather than you taking it to stories right away and, you know, making a TikTok, which I feel like that's what happens a lot of the times, you were just professional about it. And that's what I think it boils down to is being professional, but personable on these trips. Like be yourself. Also know that this is your job and know that you are, for the most part, taking it as a serious content creator. So don't be afraid to really be professional on these trips. Because again, this is a job and this is a career and burning bridges doesn't help anybody further their career or their journey along. It doesn't matter where you're at as a content creator, you could be making full time, you could be making the littlest of part time gig off of this still be professional in every setting. I totally agree. And if it is a trip that you did yourself, like you said, that is when you can
1: share a story time. And I've done that too. I've had, you know, bad experiences where I paid fully 100% out of my pocket. And so I did feel the need to share my bad experience. So I think it's important to really look at everything, be professional, know where it's coming from. Is it a place to try to get views? Is it a place to actually help others? Because if things are concerning, like all the things I've ever talked about or went to a brand about were always safety concerns. And I think that's really important to note that like, for me, that's my line is like, I'm going to share or you talk to a brand when it is a safety concern. But right, like if it's just like not my favorite food, that doesn't mean someone else might not love it, right? Like that could just be a taste preference. So I do think that's kind of where you need to know what your line is. So you can stay professional, you can stay authentic, and people will know that and they'll see it coming through your content because they know that this is how you share and you're not just posting everything just because.
0: I think something that resonated with me while you were speaking about that is know like the level of problem it actually is. And we just had this talk with our kids about going into costume and dress week. You know, is it a problem with the costume? Is it not your favorite color? That's a completely different situation than this is literally giving me a rash on the inside. That's a problem. That's a problem we need to know about. If it's not your favorite color, you're gonna keep that to yourself because it's about the overall picture and it's about the overall experience it's not about the one little, you know what I mean? You just got to know the the level of the problem to actually be able to know what the best outcome and what the best blueprint to finding a solution is. Is it a big problem? Is it a little problem? And that's different for every person. But like you said, Anna, it's a difference between if it's a safety concern or if it's like the cheese could have been better. Yeah, yeah, it makes a difference. And it goes along with who you are online. I completely agree. I really hope that this episode gave you
1: some good blueprint to dive into your next content trip, give you some confidence, know that it's going to be okay. Remember, everyone else is also just as scared to go on the
0: content trips as you are. If your photo doesn't turn out, it will all be okay. We've all been there and it's about mindset 90% of the time. You know, when you're on a trip, have the best mindset you can about the outcome of what's going to happen. And like you said earlier in the episode, be open to new experiences, to new people, and you're going to come back way more inspired than if you come in with a negative mindset. If this episode resonated with you we invite you to leave a review rate follow and share with your creative bestie make sure to connect with us on our platforms at the creators chaos and our personal accounts at anna page morgan and at the underscore R Brooks. thank you so much for listening and being a part of our community